0: With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather round the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron.
1: We are going to talk about what God is doing on the earth through the family of faith, the power of God working through the hearts of his people to bring about life and bringing dead things to a state of revival. I really do believe that that's the only hope that we have in our country. It's the only hope that we have in our marriages. It's the only hope that we have in our children is to pray to the God of heaven and have him revive us and change us from the inside out. We don't quit in the middle of the battle. We are in a battle, uh, of good versus evil, I believe, of freedom versus tyranny. And I wanna make sure that I I talk a little bit with you uh, tonight about the things that we have learned over the last hundred days, not as a redo or a resurrection of those uh, time that we had earlier this year, but to highlight and refresh these things and put them to the forefront of your memory as we go through what could be the darkest time of our year. The most difficult and trying days could still be ahead. You know, I I, I think about what I'm seeing come through my my phone feed. I, I get videos and texts sent to me, and I'm watching uh, TikTok videos and and all sorts of videos that show what's not only going on in other countries, but in our country, and how it seems that those who love to amass power are systematically stripping the rest of us away of our freedoms. And that comes in the in terms of economic ways that can also come in uh, the form of um, moral degradation. It comes in the form of teaching our children things that go against everything we want them to learn and that we know is true. Uh, it comes against uh, medical tyranny and all sorts of other things. And we, we, we let these things sort of build up inside of us. And, and last night I woke up at 2.30 in the morning, as I often do. Not sure if it was because of the hot sauce that I had for dinner I think it was more than that. I think it's that I had a troubled heart. My heart was full of the trouble that I see around me and I just couldn't sleep and so I got up and I again uh, got out the word of God and I began to read because that's where I, I find that God speaks to me is through his word and I pray. And he says that those are the two weapons that we have against a troubled heart. We have his word, we have his presence And then he gives us authority to move on his behalf and to make decisions that can bring heaven to earth. And so I began to pray and and then I began to read. I just opened my Bible and it happened to be to John chapter 14 in which Jesus says, uh, so appropriately for me, let not your heart be troubled. And he says it twice in this chapter, let not your heart be troubled. Do you ever have a troubled heart like I have? it's as though Jesus knew that those who followed him would look at what's going on around them and see these things playing out and it would trouble their hearts. Perhaps they couldn't sleep at night either. And I know that Jesus understood and empathized with a troubled heart because in an earlier chapter, the Bible actually says that Jesus said to God in while he was praying to God, he said, father, my my soul is troubled. Jesus had a troubled soul. And so he can empathize with us, understands what a troubled heart, a troubled soul is like because he was about to go to the cross and lay down his life and be murdered at the hands of evil tyrants, evil religious tyrants. And he said to God, but what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But this is the hour that I was born for. So, Father, glorify your name in me going through this hour is is, is the intention. And I know that God has put you and I here during these troubling times for a specific purpose, and that is to glorify God, not by running and hiding, not by retreating, but by not giving up in the middle of the battle so that Through the way we engage with the world and the way we trust God and obey him, it brings glory to his name. When Jesus went to the cross, remember, this was following him sweating great drops of blood in the garden. His own team had turned against him. His friends had abandoned him. The religious hypocrites were accusing him and the political authorities were murdering him. And he went with dignity and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He didn't revile against them. He entrusted himself to the God who judges justly. And that's what you and I need to do. With dignity of office as sons and daughters of God, we need to continue to fight in this battle against good and evil, entrusting ourselves to the judge of heaven, who is causing all things to work together for good for those who love him. And Jesus reminded his disciples, in the world, you will have tribulation. There will be pressure. That word there is, is intense pressure. I feel that. He said, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I've overcome your trouble. I have overwhelmed the outside pressure and I've given you a spirit that, will over, that is, has, has so much power. It will overpower the pressure on the outside because the pressure on the inside of you Will break forth, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's the confidence that we have as members of the of the family of faith in the American Covenant Book. I've made highlight number one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna remind you and re- refresh your memory what we've talked about. Many of us today are feeling like <clears throat> like our freedoms are being stripped away. If you feel like we're on this slowly sinking ship here in America, as we watch the 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 proverbial frog get boiled in the pot as the political and economic and moral temperatures are being slowly increased and boiling away our morality and are stripping away our, our spiritual fervor. And we feel like we're on the losing side. I want you to ask yourself a question. How did we get into this position? How did we go from being the pinnacle nation, the city set on a hill, the the beacon of the light of freedom to the world, to where now people are fearing that America, as the torch bearer of freedom, may no longer shed its light to the world? What is happening? Why are we changing so much? Why is the America you and I know and love feel like it's being stolen and destroyed, Well, it's because it is. I believe that there is a concerted effort to make us forget our past and if we can forget our history, we will have no confidence in who we are and therefore we'll look for others to give us a sense of identity and lead us into a future of their design rather than embracing the future of freedom and blessing and liberty that our founders designed when they based this country on God's liberating principles found in his word. And they gave their lives for those principles. Okay? The reason that that we've strayed away from these principles is, to put it bluntly, we have forgotten the original American covenant. The original American covenant We're so far removed from the sacred promises that our founding fathers and mothers made with Almighty God and with one another in those original 13 colonies, and that the pilgrims made with God when they first landed in this land, that we barely even remember that the covenant existed. We don't really know what a covenant is, and we certainly don't understand its meaning. And that's largely because, well, two reasons. There are those who want to cancel the meaning of the culture and rewrite our history so that we do forget about it. And then it's also partly our own fault.
0: Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family, has been using Christian Healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your health care the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's health care. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron.
1: And here's what I mean by that. We have become so successful, and Abraham Lincoln warned about this, George Washington warned about this, the Bible warns about this in the book of Proverbs. We have become so successful that we've become lazy and irresponsible and it's produced amnesia in us and arrogance in us. We have forgotten that it was a rich, robust Christian community The family of faith was in the driver's seat in the areas of education and politics and arts and entertainment and science and medicine and business and family and church. We were defining these things according to God's word, not allowing secular godless elites who hate God's word, redefine all of these things and marginalize the family of faith, putting us into a corner and Uh, belittling and demonizing us as the problems and the source of division in the world. That couldn't be further from the truth. But because we've not made that a priority and we've not taught our kids that, we've forgotten who we are. And we're like a person who wanders around wondering, I don't understand who I am. And if I don't know who I am, I don't really know why I'm here and I don't know where I'm headed. And that opens the door for lies and deceptions to come in and reprogram who we think we are. And that's when we get into trouble. And success has also led to arrogance. It's natural for it to happen, right? You think, you, you think you're so great, right? It happens to, to, to all of us. We can have a measure of success and think, wow, you know what? I, I must have done something right. And as a nation, we get to the point where we think that we're such a great nation and that this success that we've enjoyed has been a result of our own genius of our own uh, superior wisdom or might or intellect or initiative or riches or power. How foolish of us. We have been blessed and protected because the protective hand of Almighty God is honoring the original covenant that our forefathers made with him. And we've been enjoying the benefits of that. Look, the great empire of Rome fell. The Greek empire fell, the Persian Assyrian empires fell. That which seemed to be impossible to see crumble has dissolved. And we need to have a moment of sober pause and remember that America is no different. If America forgets God. One president said, if America ever remembers that we are one nation under God, we will be one nation gone under. It's true. And so what do we do to try to fix it? Well, what we've tried to do, as uh, the American Covenant points out, is that we've tried to solve our problems and rally and unite the country, restoring people through secular politics. Hey, just listen to the right news station or just get behind the right candidate. Um, just post the right symbol on Instagram or, or Facebook, and we will unite around those things. And it never works. It only divides people further. Why? Why? Because God has actually designed the world in such a way that He is uniting everything in heaven and on earth together in in Christ. When we come to the place of recognizing our desperate need for an overhaul of our heart, and we put our faith in the one God sent to save us, when we turn from our wicked ways, when we pray in humility and repentance. God begins to knit our hearts together across political lines, racial lines, gender lines, ideological lines. And then suddenly you have former atheists and agnostics and, and, and Christians or Catholics or, or, or Jews or Hindus or Buddhists and Democrats and Republicans and Libertarians. And all of a sudden people, their eyes are open, they see the light and they come to the one who is the light of the world. And he invites us to join him in his work of heavenizing the earth. That's where we need to be. And that's why I'm excited about what we're doing here as the family of faith. Politics without true faith becomes merely a power grab and a platform of manipulation that even uses big power church religion to control and divide people. And a house divided against itself never stands. If we remain divided over racial issues, around over sexual issues, over gender issues, over identity issues, over political and economic and social issues, we will crumble. And if I were the enemy, that'd be my plan. We need to come together. I want you to listen to how Daniel Webster, the great statesman of our of our founding, reminded us that... It is the family of faith that will actually bring the country and the world together in unity and harmony. Daniel Webster said this, finally, let us not forget the religious character of our origin. You hear that? People want to say, hey, 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 you faith guys stay in your lane. No, 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 no. There is spheres of sovereignty of the church, of civil government and of the family, but it is families who make up the church and the government. And it is the church that teaches us the truth about God that produces the character required to have legitimate government of a free republic. And so they work in harmony with one another. And he's saying that our origin was of a religious character. Our fathers were brought here by their their high respect for the Christian religion. They journeyed by its light. They labored in its hope they sought to incorporate its principles the principles of true religion christianity with the elements of their society right so it's to take it's to take truth and light and shine it into everything and to diffuse its influence through all their institutions civil political or literary you see that's not a perverted understanding of the separation of church and state that is a a a a Renovating understanding of how the truth of true faith and love for God and one another actually revives politics and, 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 uh, civics. Let us cherish these sentiments, not demonize them, but cherish them and extend this influence still more widely. To, where? to our children's education, to the arts and sciences, like they're, what they're doing with the ride and the dance, into arts uh, and TV shows and documentaries. Why? Because in the full conviction, it is the happiest society. You want a happy society? Here it is. The happiest society, according to our founders, is the one that partakes in the highest degree of the mild and peaceful spirit of Christianity. Do you see that? So that's that's our solution. If 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 we don't want our hearts to be troubled, we need to believe in God. We need to obey His word, and He gives us His peace, not like the world world gives us through a a pint of beer or a a, a hit on 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 some weed. That is called self medication. That may give temporary relief from trouble not really you just don't feel it anymore you're not thinking about it but Jesus gives us a peace that comes from heaven that passes all understanding and if we have a troubled nation let's do what our founder said and believe God and enter into sacred friendship with him and obey his word diffusing the influence of the Christian of the principles of Christianity into our hearts our homes our schools, and our politics, and our economic principles. And if we will do that, we will be a happy society, a peaceful society, a prosperous society, a blessed society. I'm learning this stuff, the more I repeat it, the more I go over it, and I trust that you are too. God bless you guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.